Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. As I mentioned earlier, we are continuing our sermon series called The Amazing Race today. And as we look at these metaphors in the Bible that compare what it's like to live our life in this world as God's people with running a race, we've seen last week through the author of the letter to the Hebrews that we can run with perseverance. And today we want to run to win, run to get the prize. Maybe somewhere along the line in your education or some storytelling that you've heard, you remember learning about or reading Aesop's fable called The Tortoise and the Hare. If you remember that, perhaps you can even recall the moral of that story. I'm going to give you a moment to think about the moral of that story while I just recap or recount the story. You might remember, if you remember that story, that the hare was very boastful. He knew he was very fast and he thought he was the fastest of all the animals and he was even mocking the tortoise for how slow the tortoise was. And so the tortoise challenged the hare to a race. Thinking that it was a joke, the hare thought, no way will the tortoise ever beat me in a race, but they lined up for the race anyway. And you might remember the hare took off and he got so far ahead that people couldn't even see him anymore. And realizing he was so far ahead, he became a little distracted, saw a beautiful meadow that he could play in for a little while, and then decided it was okay for him to take a nap. While he was napping, the tortoise, who just kept plodding along one step after the other, passed the hare. And by the time the hare realized what had happened, the tortoise already had crossed the finish line and won the race. Do you remember the moral of the story? Slow and steady wins the race. Perhaps we could take that phrase and apply it to the words of the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 today as well. As he encourages us to run in such a way as to get the prize, really slow and steady is the way to win the race of the Christian life. To recognize that every day brings us one day closer to the eternity to which God has called us. Let's take these words of the Apostle Paul this morning and and find this truth that we can run to get the prize. The Apostle Paul really tells us two ways that that can happen. First, when we run with great discipline. And then secondly, when we run with determined focus. Let's hear again what the Apostle Paul says in those first two verses of chapter 9, of verses 24 and 25. Do you, not, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Maybe you find it a little bit interesting that the Apostle Paul is speaking to the Corinthians about athletic contests, races, games, but the Corinthians were fully familiar with what he was saying. You might know that already at this time, the Olympics were happening for several hundred years. Every four years, there would be an Olympic Games, and that four-year period was called an Olympiad. And during those four years, in years one and three, the city of Corinth would host its own games. They were called the Isthmian Games. And those games would feature boxing and wrestling and chariot races and other races. And so they knew exactly what Paul was talking about. 
They're called the Isthmian Games because the city of Corinth, as you can see up here, and now a blown-up map is right here on this isthmus, very much like the chapel is on an isthmus between two lakes. That was between two gulfs, the Gulf of Corinth and the Saronic Gulf. And what happened is, as you can see, Athens was on one side of the isthmus and Corinth on the other. They would compete against one another. And then later, the Romans were involved in these games as well. So they were fully aware of what Paul was saying. We are too, though, right? It's an easy picture for us to understand as well. If you've ever seen the start of a race, a 5K or a 10K race, everybody bunches up at the start, right? And they take off running. And during the course of the race, there is a separation that happens. And in the end, only one person can come across the finish line first. Only one person can win the race. Second place is not winning. As a matter of fact, a wise man once said, second place is just the first loser. So what's Paul getting at? Is he trying to tell us that only one person is going to make it to the finish line? Only one person is going to win the race of the Christian life? Not at all. Instead, what he is trying to say is, run with that goal in mind, that you are going to finish the race, that you're going to finish first, that you know what is on the other side. What the Apostle Paul is urging us today is to avoid the distractions, avoid the difficulties that are so easy, so easily trip us up in this race, to avoid losing our focus in such a way that everything in this life becomes more important than the life that is to come. To illustrate his point, Paul goes back to the athletes in those games. He says, just think. Think about the training that those athletes go into, the strict training that they put in to prepare themselves for races or whatever game it is that they're in. And we understand that picture as well. If you know what an Olympian puts into being ready to participate in the Olympics, if you know what professional athletes have to do to get themselves ready for their sport, you know that it is a lifetime sometimes of training. And the Christian life is no different. There needs to be preparation in the Christian life. Our preparation is founded on Jesus, founded on the word and the promises that Jesus has given us, founded on the idea that we are already forgiven and have life with him. We match the dedication of those who train for strict games when we recognize that there's nothing more important in this life than making it to the life that is to come. That's what the Apostle Paul is highlighting. He doesn't specifically tell us what the prize is, but he certainly gives us a picture of what he's talking about, doesn't he? Another picture that's easy to understand. Again, let's go back to the Apostle Paul's day. When someone won a race, when they won a competition, what were they given? Well, if you remember the Olympic Games in Athens, they tried to recreate the idea of a wreath that was given to the winner. Think of how long one of those wreaths might actually last. See, Paul understood completely that it was the honor of winning that was much greater than the prize that was given. And even today, if you get a medal or a trophy or a championship ring, those things might last for a while but they won't last forever. They can't be taken into eternity. So think about what Paul's saying. If so much effort, if so much is put into getting something that won't last, how much more 
should we as God's people be ready to put in effort to get something that will last forever? That's what the Apostle Paul is focusing us on because he knows. Just like we know, there are so many distractions that come up in this life. Let's go back to the story in the fable. It's easy, like the hare, isn't it, to become distracted by the things of this world, by things that we find important here. And it's okay to focus on the blessings that God has given us in this life, but what happens far too often is they become so much of what we think about and what we become about in this life that we can easily lose sight of something so much more important. We know the pitfalls of this life too, don't we? The troubles that Satan loves to put in our path, that the world around us presents, that even our own sinful nature runs after. And it's easy, again, to lose our focus, to forget that something so much better is coming. That's why it takes discipline to run the Christian race. Understand that the Apostle Paul is not saying to you and me this morning that there's somehow that we can run the race in such a way that we're going to earn the prize at the end. No, that prize has already been won for us by Jesus. But what Paul is saying, what he's urging us to think about, is that there are things that we can do that would take that prize away. He's urging us to be disciplined so we don't lose that focus. Isn't that what makes what, makes what Jesus did all the more amazing? Jesus came to this life not for himself, but for you. Jesus came to this life for me. He lived the perfection that we couldn't live, never once being distracted from his mission to redeem us. Jesus focused on his one purpose, to win for you forgiveness of sins and that eternal life. We have our Savior's own words recorded for us in the Old Testament book of Isaiah. It's, it's the Messiah who's prophesying about his time on earth. And Jesus himself says this, Therefore have I set my face like flint, and I know I will not be put to shame. Isn't that an amazing statement that Jesus makes about his mission? That he set his face like flint, that he had laser focus because he had one purpose to come to this earth and that was to save you and me. All right, I need a show of hands this morning. How many of you have ever run a 5K race? Go ahead and raise your hands if you've run a 5K race. Okay, we got quite a few 5K people in here. 10K? 10K race? Ooh, still quite a few. How about half marathon? Got some half marathoners in here? Any full marathoners? I know for sure we have one back there. Yes, one full marathon. Okay, every single one of you that raised your hand is a better runner than me. Yep, never even entered a 5K. But here's what I know. I suppose it's possible to run a 5K race without doing much training. But anything greater than that, if you're talking 10K, you're talking half marathon, for sure a full marathon, you probably had an entire training program that told you what to do day by day to prepare you, to give you the stamina to finish the race, right? To build up to the point that you could run that race. In some cases, it's months of training for that. That's to run a race in this life. When we think about the Christian life, it's really about a lifetime of training, isn't it? A lifetime of focus on God and his promises. Every time we go back to God's word and remember that Jesus sacrificed himself for us so that we can live with him. Every time we remember God's promise that he won't leave us or forsake us. Every time we remember God inviting us to come to him when we're weary and burdened. Every time we remember that Jesus 
reminds us that in all things he's working for our good, we're exercising our faith. We're training ourselves for that race that gets us to the finish line and the prize of eternal life. That's why we want to stay focused. And that's what the Apostle Paul speaks about in the last two verses of our text. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and, have, and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. I love how Paul gets personal in this, these, those last couple of verses. He shares his own personal plan with how he was going to run the race of his own Christian life. He says, not, I don't run aimlessly. I, I don't zigzag here and there without any purpose. I don't fight like a boxer beating the air. It's not shadow boxing where my blows aren't landing. No, what Paul says is, I practice whatever it takes. Whatever it takes to keep my focus. I master, it's about mastery of his own body. I love the original word in the Greek. It literally means that he showed his body who is boss. What Paul's talking about is his single-minded purpose, his focus on reaching his goal of eternity, of getting the prize that Jesus had already called him to. He knew that it took focus. He was willing to, to, to discipline himself, to sacrifice things, some of the pleasures of this life, so that he didn't lose out on the prize of eternity. We recognize the importance of our, that focus in our lives, too. Maybe you remember these words from Jesus. He spoke them uh, both in his Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5 and then again in Matthew 18. He talked about if your eye or your hand or your foot causes you to sin, you should cut it off and throw it away. What's Jesus trying to tell us? That we should all be walking around without hands and eyes? No, what Jesus is urging us to remember is that Whatever it takes to get to life, it's better to be maimed, Jesus said, than, and enter eternal life than miss out on what Jesus has won for us. That's why that discipline, that focus is so necessary because it leads us to the joy of eternity with him. It's something that will last forever. Do you know this promise of Jesus, his own words? Be faithful even to the point of death and I will give you life as your victor's crown. That's God's promise to you through Jesus. That the race has already been won, the victory is already yours, and Jesus is waiting to welcome you home. Some takeaways from our sermon today. Number one, we live with discipline because we are running for an everlasting prize. We know that everything around us is temporary, but what God has in store for us in heaven is forever. Number two, we know Jesus has claimed the prize for us and strengthens us to run. We don't have to win the race on our own. It's already been won by Jesus. And we don't have to run it with our own strength because where does our help come from? Our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Finally, number three, whatever it takes to hold the course and receive the prize is worth it. Truly slow and steady wins the race. As we day by day look ahead to being one step one day closer to our eternity with our Lord. I'm sure as I look out here today and think about the people that have joined us via our live stream as well, that there are some of you that have experienced winning. Maybe you've been the one that's crossed the tape first. Maybe you've claimed a prize for winning a contest. That's a pretty good feeling, I imagine. Knowing that all of the work that you put into something paid off and you get to stand victorious. 
But think about this. If you can understand the kind of joy that that brings, can you imagine the joy that we will have when Jesus welcomes us home to heaven with the victor's crown? When we cross the tape into eternity and know that all of the troubles and the difficulties of this life are left behind and that we will be in the joy of heaven with our Lord forever? That's why it's worth whatever it takes. All of the preparation, all of the focus, all of the training to reach that, eter- that eternal goal where joy will replace all of the sorrows and troubles. Yes, slow and steady wins the race. That's Paul's encouragement for us today. And God's promise that you have the prize of heaven means let's run to get the prize. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.